In this episode of The Full Nerd, Cascade... Cascade Lake X. That's it. <laughs> no, wait. Comet Lake X. No, Cascade Lake X. Jeez, what's wrong with me? I wrote it down wrong. Oh, Did man. I get it wrong in the chart, too? Doesn't oh, matter. Man. It's all made up at this point. Area 51. <sighs> Ready? Yep. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Cascade Lake X, Threadripper 2, and 9900KS Benchmarks. NZXT Build 2. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 107. I am your host Gordon Ung with Elena Yi. Hi everyone. Brad is unfortunately not here today. Mm-hmm. He's eating a donut and Adam Patrick oh, Murray man. controlling the whole Now I really want order. donuts today. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. What do I do this to myself? Now, why did you do this to yourself? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't. All right. Uh so, you know, I will say just to kick off the show all three of us and our uh, co-worker uh, Leif Johnson from Macworld uh, went and saw Star Trek The Motion Picture, and we're going to have a review of it at the end of this episode. So look forward to that. I'm excited. Uh, but before we get to that, we have some CPUs to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a lot of them talking about all kinds of secret stuff. Is it CPU uh, season? Right? It's, it's that CPU leak season, and it's amazing because they hmm. keep coming out. I'm going to go over some of the first ones. You want to pop that up on the screen here, Adam? I think I can do this with what, prop Pop your this, laptop this, on the yeah, screen? The, okay. Yeah, yeah, we uh, can yeah look, look how high, highly technical we are. The yeah, audio listeners are going to Brad's on here. We're going to... Oh, and since Brad's on here, we oh. can talk about leaks. Dang it, that's all. <laughs> but what you are seeing here is a authentic score from uh, in a, a purported Intel upcoming Core i9 9900KS, as you know it, the all 5 gigahertz CPU, and brightness that's, is changing. Wow. It's brighten. not really changing no, much. No, it's yeah. not. It's the backlight. Oh, oh, no, there we go. Turn that off. Boy, there we go. Sorry, yeah, it's just overexposed. Really down here. Yeah, this is. It's today. It's a Thursday. Anyway, it's a four, it's an eight core <laughs> chip, hyperthreading, five gigahertz all cores. Oh, they talked about it man. at Computex. What is happening here? There we go. Of course, the chip is not released yet, but obviously, back in July, somebody leaked a result. Okay, so if this is happening in July, how come we are, we're only talking about it now? Is it what's causing the groundswell of like? Well, I just, I just figured, what the hell, we'll throw that in there, too. <laughs> 6450 single-course uh, performance, uh, 38301 multi-core. This is Geekbench 4 for you. Uh, if you have problems with Geekbench, you know, that's that's all right. We're, 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 we'll, we'll roll with it. But 9900KS, Geekbench leak result, not even out yet. They haven't even talked to us about this thing, like when we're going to get it, what we're going to see it. Are we gonna, I don't have it. You can see the score right now on Geekbench if you go look. But and wait, but don't you have a problem with Geekbench? Don't you like? I have issues with how Geekbench is used by people. I don't necessarily have issues with Geekbench itself. Mm. Uh, please I think, expand. I think if you use Geekbench to try to compare x86 phone or laptop desktop to a phone, yes. I think it's not. I really, I have, I have major issues with that. I understand some of the principles of it. It's way too complicated to talk about here, but I will say if you are looking at within, within the same OS, because you will see changes going from Windows to Linux, huge differences. Uh, A lot of that is the OS. There's other things at play. There's huge differences going to ARM. So I really think it's best used as 
something you stay within your lane in. So windows only mm. and, you know, that in your in, in your space. Uh, ARM is fine if you're comparing iPhone to iPhone. I think there are even issues going from Android to iOS. I know they try to equalize a lot of these things, but there's just there's a lot of nuance when it comes to how you interpret Geekbench results, and nobody ever does that. And here we are, of course, using it in the normal way to just argue and talk about things that mean nothing. <laughs> this is a sub. There's like there's like 35 tests, and then they calculate an overall score. So uh, nobody well, talks about the sub scores. They only go with the overall score. Oh, and that's what we're. Uh, oh, yeah, single t- core and multi core. Yeah. Still useful. And it's sort of an aggregate of you know whatever 25 tests that they do to come up with this. That's fair. We're also we're staying within Windows. We're staying yeah. within Windows here. Okay. Right. 9900 KS, but bam, you want to see. What it so it shows it as a Skylake X, but this is technically I think I think it's going to be called Comet Lake X. This is the Wait. ten core version, not even released yet. Duh. Uh, core i nine ten nine hundred X. That's ten zero nine zero zero X part. Ten cores, twenty threads. Geekbench. Right. Right. You can see the performance already. So it's out there. I don't even know what it is, or this is true, or anything. Nobody, I have no information. There's no insight. Okay, well, well, hold on. To give us context, what does this mean? Does this mean it's fast? This means it's it's already been leaked. The performance is leaked. It's awesome. Look. <laughs> so should, should we pre-order it? That's it's what I'm leaked. asking. Is it so good you should pre-order? Adam, th- what you do is you go, you dig up a Geekbench <laughs> score, and then you dig up another score. And then you compare them both. You know, I don't know. I I, I really think Ollie could really beat Tyson. You know, I mean, I, I uh, how would you make that determination? But you know what? This is leaked September 18th for in this. This is a, a 10 core. Uh, so this is yesterday. Cascade Lake X still showing showing as a Skylake X. I don't know why. Ten nine hundred X. Yeah, yesterday eighteenth. But hey, look, to, a couple of days before that, we had a score from the AMD Shark Tooth. Uh, otherwise, most people believe will be uh, the second generation Threadripper. Thirty two cores. This is an AMD one hundred dash one zero zero. So you can see right here, it's just a bunch of numbers. It's not a. It, it doesn't identify itself as an AMD uh, Threadripper two, but you can guess this is a Threadripper two. I Most like the code think. name Shark Tooth. Is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty damn cool uh, code name, right? September seventeenth was that? What is that? that was two, two days, days, two days ago. ago. So yeah, Tuesday. look at that incredible multi core. We are going to look at all these later at the multi core score. Oh. Oh my God, we're going to go run out. We're going to write about this now. Then we're going to guess about, oh, what do you think is going to happen here? I don't know. Uh, but you know what? Bam! We have <laughs> an 18 core, core i9, 10.0980XE, Cascade Lake X is what most people believe it's going to be. Of course, it, uh, Geekbench identifies it as a Skylake X. Most people believe, yeah, that's the code name for an upcoming Sky, uh, Cascade Lake X. 18 cores, hyper-threading, you know, pretty good single-core score, multi-core score, and that leaked this morning. Wait, uh, so for the audio listeners, what are we looking at here for numbers? We're looking at 5,381. We'll go all the way back for, I, I should go back. Uh, single-core, 9,900KS, 6,450, multi-cores, 38,301. The 10-core uh, Cascade Lake X, I thought it was going to be Com Lake S, but who knows. Uh, it's going to be 5204, supposedly. Who knows if these are final bosses or final clock speeds? Doesn't matter. 
We don't, doesn't matter if it's factual, you can still talk about it in this environment today. <laughs> Multicore score, 39717. And the 18, uh, the 32 core threader per two, believe it or not, is uh, 5519 single core. That's pretty damn good single core speed. I saw a story talking about how awesome that single core speed was this morning. Multicore speed, 32 cores, 68279. Don't know if it's real. Final clocks, final bios, no one knows. No one knows. Doesn't matter. You can still talk about it because that's the way we want to know, right? And for the 18 core Cascade Lake X5381 for single core, eh, pretty good, but below, still below, right? We'll look at that later. And multi core 51514. Right? That's a lot of numbers. Those are four CPUs that have not been released yet that are already in the Geek Bench database. So we've we've talked about leaks before. You know, uh, do do you think this is intentional? I don't know. I mean, you got to think like, wow, these are four unreleased CPUs. They've they're leaking like a sieve. You would think like, gosh, well, this is clearly a leak because I mean, if you wanted to control the performance, the story of these chips before they released, you would you would prevent people from leaking them in the in the database. You know, like. If you wanted to see, I mean, we know there's a Ryzen 9 3950X coming out. They talked about it. We know the clock speeds. We know everything about that chip. We know base. We know boost. I'm sure that's in the Geekbench data. Huh. Interesting. There is no result for the Ryzen 9 3950X in the Geekbench 4 database, right? I don't understand it because how could you have four CPUs that have not been released that you would think you would want to control the story on have those all over the place, but you don't have a single result for a CPU that, as far as we know, is imminent. 3950X Ryzen 9, hmm. 16 cores. Ain't no score anywhere in there. Can you, I also checked, you know, four too. It was nothing. And I, I don't know how this works because uh, I'm a noob. Uh, how can you Can you fudge this? Can you put up scores of something you're actually not testing? I I don't I I don't imagine it would be that hard to sort of fake the submittal to the engine itself. It's probably way too much work. I mean, who would really spend the time to develop an application to submit fake scores to a database? Right. Most likely, a lot of people have a lot of time. What you're seeing is, is scores from CPUs that they have. In- you know, they likely intentionally lowered the clocks or, you know, who knows? These are not final biases. These We don't know what these are the final clocks or not. Who knows? But that that's probably the, the better way to, if you wanted to, you could just simply change the clock speed, submit it. There's other things you can do. You don't know what's happening while you're running Geekbench. They could be running Cinebench on the other at the same time to lower the score. You don't, you don't, there's a lot of easy ways to manipulate it. Even, even a non-genius like me, I'm sure I can manipulate it in a way. Hmm. But, I do find it curious that we have four unreleased CPUs that we have the scores of and some specs out of the database, but I don't see a 3950X. Let me let me just make sure. Let me add me want to cut away from my screen so you don't show my. Uh, hold on, hold on, huh? hold on. Give me a second, just because I need to actually change the input on the TV. Uh, we got a question from uh, oh, where is uh, Alan? He's saying, uh, "Do we have any internal leaks that you ain't supposed to talk about?" No, because if we were supposed to talk about it, or weren't supposed to talk about it, we couldn't talk to you about it. Yeah. It is one of the problems as uh, somebody often gets early information is you have to be very careful. You One, you don't want to do it because there's legal replications. Yep. And 
to me, honestly, the bigger issue is is your honor. If people yep. knew that they told you something and you went out and intensely yep, blew you it, just burn that. You bridge. think they're ever going to come back and tell you anything again? Why would they? Right. So it doesn't. It just. It's very. It's very. We don't. Oh, and I just checked. We can cut back to this, Adam. You could. All right. Uh, also, uh, friend of the show, Rusty says five bucks. Says the lawyers are in our room right now. <laughs> Stopping us from talking about leaks. But yeah, I just checked. I mean, I checked the Geekbench four result. I checked Geekbench. There's no thirty nine fifty X in there. So I, I could find no sign of it anyway under thirty nine fifty X in the database, which I find to be really, really curious. I mean, how how in the world do you not have a leak score for the CPU that's going to drop on our head? We know very soon now. But do they need to really control that story? Well, obviously, they want to control that way more than they want to control Threadripper 2, right? <laughs> it is a little hard for me to believe you can contain 3950X part scores, but you can't contain a, a 32-core Threadripper score. So, I mean, what I'm really saying is I would. Re- I know people like to play these up. Everybody likes to get excited. They like to play the what if Ali fought, you know, Tyson game or whatever, you know, Warriors versus Bulls. Everybody likes to do that, but it's it's really kind of baloney because you can never really find out till it, till it happens. And that's not going to happen, but it doesn't matter anyway, because people like to do it. So we're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, <laughs> well, what's what's this? This is, of course, the way you're supposed to handle leaked data. You analyze it as though it's real, even though we've already told and you, make you a chart for it. This is totally like, I don't know. This is like could be somebody just got drunk and submitted it. Uh, I did a one hang. Well, let's see what it looks like. So on the far left, we have a 9900 KS, that five gigahertz uh, coffee lake part. Uh, to the right of that is the 10 core supposed Cascade Lake part. Uh, and then in the middle is the 18 core Cascade Lake part. The really big bar there for multi threading, which is orange, is that 32 core alleged thread ripper 2. And on the far right is just for reference is a 28 core. I just grabbed the score out of the Geekbench database. I don't remember what my score was of the Xeon, the 28 core Xeon W3170X. Okay, and for audio listeners, these are just the same numbers as the, the single and multi-core same, same numbers as that we just said. Just right. a bar chart for just, you. Yeah, just, just a bar chart. Represent it visually, but the big big chart, of course, for multi-core is, is that... 32-core uh, part. Is that 30-core? So, yeah, Threadripper 2, get your... Uh, your your pre-orders in now right is that is that what we should take away from it well you know what is interesting though is you do look i mean single thread performance matters right so yep uh that 9900ks leaked part number had a 6450 score 6450 which is heads above just about everything else except for that uh, xeon 3175 which is basically a damn near tie since it's a pretty high clock part too uh, to add some more context to this beautiful chart that you made, uh, Gordon, do you mind uh, saying what 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 you think the 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 prices are? Oh, so we just oh we're gonna play the real league game where we just guess. Oh, we just guess. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. guess five fifty. Although that's weird because I mean ninety nine hundred K is five ish, so maybe that takes a little bit of a haircut. I can't see. That's gonna be really tough, but I I think the situation Intel is with yields, they'll carry both parts. I think it'll be five fifty. It's a, it's going to be a very high clock part. Not that, not a lot of them. I'm going to guess that ten core part. God, but then where do they go from there? I mean, this is Intel's problem, right? Where do you go from there? <sighs> if the eight core KS five gigahertz part is five hundred, what what in the world? Five fifty, you said. What right? do you sell? Yeah, five to five fifty. What do you sell the ten core part at? I I guess you go for s- seven I, something. I'm guessing. 
you know, but and then of course you look at the Geekbench number. Of course, people will. Which even though we don't know what the hell to put stock in this number or not, but um, two more cores going to be lower clocks. It's a, I think that but ten core part. Use, but the use purpose for it is so different than the KS. Yeah, I guess. But you know, you sort of think like, well, if you really are going for that high core count, ten sort of feels like it crosses crosses that threshold. Do you really stick with a ten core part, or do you go all the way? To, I mean, that, that's your problem, right? Do you go all the way to? you know amd at that point okay so if we're playing the league game and we're pretending that this data is something we're going to actually talk about like it's real the Geekbench scores aren't that different so to my mind the only reason that you would be really going for the 10 core part is because you want pcie lanes you want to bump up to the big socket for pretty much that reason because the performance is i mean in my mind it's almost like Barely above standard deviation levels here. Yeah, no, there really isn't a big deal, except for single core. Definitely single core, the high clocks get you something. And then also, once you get up to really high core counts, and you know, one thing I I think Geekbench I've never found to scale particularly well is say like Cinebench. Cinebench does scale more. Right, so you could be seeing you could be seeing better multi core performance in a different benchmark. Right, that's what you're saying. Yeah, for the ten core. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. I think at that point, if you really want to just go for a big performance jump, you would go to something with more cores. Yeah, it feels like it's still AMD sort of. So the pricing so, is, I don't... And I, then would re- what? I would revise maybe 600 something. So six for that 10 core because they got no choice? Six or 650. Okay, 18 core though. Whew, that one's harder. It um, feels like 1800 bucks. That much? You would well, jump that much? The thing though is they said, remember, uh, that last call they did where they were just saying... Um, AMD, you suck. They uh, <laughs> they were saying we're going to offer better price performance, mm. not def- undefined. We don't know, so I don't I don't know. It really does feel like I know some people think that price is the only lever they can wait. Pull. Where's your money chart? Because remember we figured well, I don't out. Know yet, right? we, no, remember we figured out there's like kind of like oh, yeah, average how much they should- per core. Like, we could just kind of calculate from there. Well, but it always made sense for AMD, but the Intel one has always been kind of... I know, but yeah. we can still use yeah, it. Yeah, we can still use it. Uh, also, real quick uh, question from Alan. He's asking, uh, the uh, 900KS is uh, probably going to be on Z390, but what about the new 10-core part? Do you think it'll be on a new platform? Well, the, the, leaks, the leaks indicate that that 10-core part is actually going to be a big socket part. So, 2066... Which is interesting because, I mean, the rumors have been that they would push a 10-core a, uh, small socket part this whole time. But Oh, interesting. Yeah, but there's also a rumor of a new socket being required for this 10-core parts. But this showed it as 2066, which I'm not sure why. I I, I mean, this this shows you the problems with trying to rely on leaked benchmarks. Yeah. So uh, the 10-core part may never come to that socket which mm. would really kind of stink for those people that sort of thought they could get one more upgrade potential yeah. upgrade which yeah. is going to be bad but we know intel has no fears of introducing new sockets when they they mm. absolutely have to so yeah. there's a good chance None. that it will come to a new socket for all these for intel's parts uh what about thread 32 core currently 1800 bucks right for the current <sighs> 32 core part i don't actually remember i'm blanking yeah, it's sub two, I think. If I remember right. It's been a while, but what's their average? It's like was it twenty three dollars per core? Forget. <laughs> it's pretty cheap. I, that sounds about right. <laughs> you could look it up. I, I, uh, let's see. Let's see if the calculations are right. It feels to me like they just simply it just pushes into the old old. Slot. No, I don't think. I think that's too low. I mean, all the indications are leaks. If authentic, 
indicate that uh, I think Steve had something. Gamers Nexus. Uh, he had documents showing that there would be a what six channel third upper part, or is it eight channel? Basically, new socket. So it seems like they're going to split the Threadripper line. All right. Yeah, All eighteen hundred right. bucks. Thor in the chat thinks uh, thirty-two core, fifteen hundred. <sighs> That's really aggressive. Says double what know. the thirty-nine fifty X will be. It's well, just... list price for is eighteen hundred dollars, right? So for the uh, twenty-nine ninety WX, uh, even if they came down, I think fifteen hundred is kind of aggressive. If they came down to like sixteen fifty. That's already pretty good. I don't. I mean, I know people love AMD because they cut prices for really apparently no rational reason. <laughs> but do you? Re- they really don't have to cut prices, do they? I mean, it, it doesn't appear to me that they have to. Right? Well, really uh, well. Need... Speaking of cutting they prices, but... uh, we've been seeing a lot of great deals on uh, first gen Threadripper, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think one of them came down to like a hundred and fifty dollars. Was it Acorn part? No, yeah, I think yeah, so. so. But uh, that, but the thing is, you're still stuck on the big socket, so you'd have to pay for a motherboard. Well, so. I mean, I think but still, if if you need the lanes, you know. No, it's true. Yeah. I'm just saying though, like it's not necessarily a home run for all use cases. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it could be for someone who is. On some of a somewhat of a of a budget and plans to go from eight cores for 150 bucks to when the 32 cores come down to you know 400 dollars and then doing an upgrade. That's I would think that kind of makes sense. I mean that would be the one thing that kind of yeah all right I, I can do it then but no yeah right. Oh, do you, I saw you had another chart. Oh, yeah, actually. Well, it was just simply the clocks. So this is the base and the boost clocks. Oh, okay. Right. These are base clocks, boost clocks of both of the chips that, as tested in the, in the as reported by Geekbench, uh, you can see the 18-core part is not exactly spectacular in boost clocks. Um, Threadripper is slightly higher than that, and, of course, the Xeon was pretty good. Of course, those are single-core. So, and again, you sort of like, I would think that they'd really push those single clock scores up. I mean, they they have, they can do it on the 28-core the Xeon. Why couldn't they do it on this upcoming Cascade Lake X? That does seem odd. So, again, even though you've probably read stories, because I get pushed to them on my phone all the time about like, so-and-so, so-and-so score leaked about something, and then everybody gets excited and, and they come up with stuff. But I will say what's interesting you can cut back. You, you oh, can cut, cut, turn off, Adam. Cut it away. All right, hold on. Um, I was saying. And there we go. Is uh, I it actually Geekbench records when you when the person records the scores. It doesn't say the time zone though. But I'm going to guess the time zone is normalized. And I think uh, Primate Labs is in Oregon, if I believe Oregon or Washington, West Coast. Mm-hmm. So the first leak on July 15th of that 9900KS part was at 5 p.m. So I'm, or 2 a.m. Pacific, assuming it's Pacific. So so somebody's working late into the middle of the night? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) You wonder, right? Who would really go ahead and like, hey, it's it's 2 o'clock in the morning. The bar just closed. I'm going to go to the lab. (laughs) I'm going to fire up. Maybe that's what it was. He was drunk. On a 9900KS. That I didn't pay for. Like, by oh, the way, I got to go back to the lab. I forgot to turn off the seat, the computer. If you actually bench. pay for oh. Geekbench like we do, it doesn't automatically submit your score. So only some cheap SOB <laughs> would have it automatically submitted at 2 o'clock in the morning PST. But here's the thing. It's 2 o'clock 
in the morning in California, in Oregon and Washington. In Taipei, it is 5 p.m. Ah, end of a end of a nice work day. Yeah, interesting, right? Hmm. Uh, the ten core, uh, apparently Comet Lake or Cascade Lake X, which I thought was Comet Lake S, but apparently it's going to be Cascade Lake X. Uh, Three a.m. and they there. I'm guessing that the bars were closed even later there. So, three a.m. in the morning here, six p.m. in Taipei. Hmm. Uh, the eighteen core. Or actually, the last leak will go in order. The 32-core AMD part, which people assume is a third or per two, that leaked on September 17th, just a couple days ago at 6 p.m. Pacific, which... That's that's late for Taiwan. 9 a.m. Taipei. Oh, okay. And uh, the 18-core Cascade Lake X leak uh, happened at 6 a.m. this morning. And uh, it happens to be 9 o'clock in Taipei. Hmm. So I almost think that the <laughs> you could almost, I'm you know, if you were to like, sort of like, hmm, so you had a 32-core thread per score leak, and then at 6 o'clock here, someone leaks today, someone leaks the 18-core Cascade Lake X. And honestly, I would think all of these leaks were in Taipei, except for that one that was would have been 9 o'clock at night. In Taipei. Mm. I don't think that that would have made sense. Last night, let's just submit it at 9 o'clock. I don't think so. <laughs> 6 a.m. here, I think, it probably actually makes more sense. So uh, so somebody in the chat, sorry, I, I forgot to maintain the name, is uh, was saying that maybe the 3950X uh, had a, uh, like they submitted it under a different name. Can you can you do that? Yeah, you can, but I I have not found it, and it's hard to believe again that you know nobody else has found one yet. Has anybody seen? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it has. Maybe I missed it. It could be under a you know the I, CPU ID string could be different. Not been keeping up with it, so. Um, I will say that supposedly they can change them at will, you know, hmm. in in hardware. So interesting. But I do wonder. I mean, you would think a thirty nine fifty X would leak by now, right? But knowing the leak controls that were done for. Ryzen 3000 series, I can I can understand why nobody has it. It just to me it would be hard to believe why there would not be the same leak controls for any other parts. If you're going to be app, nearly Apple-esque in controlling your leaks on your parts, well, what happened on these other parts? So it does make you wonder how they're leaking so easily, or why really leaking. <laughs> I think is probably the best best way to describe those are air quotes for audio listeners i oh wait no hold on i just had an idea uh what if what if it's the competition breaking in in the middle of the night oh. and and hitting the submit test score right and then getting out there's right? there's no problems with that <laughs> i'm just you know like maybe that's why it's you know 2 a.m in the morning that's called industrial espionage. And that, <laughs> yes. that gets you in a lot of trouble here in the U.S. So no, I, I mean don't, if it's, I don't think if it's happening, but it's not if it's not happening in the U.S. Then it would still be an arm. I mean, it's just not. You would know. That's just that'd be a a really a really really bad John Grisham novel. I think. Or, uh, who's the other guy? The, Tom the, Clancy, the Jurassic Park ones. Oh, Michael Crichton. That'd be a Michael Crichton like level esque book. I think there. <laughs> I just know. So I, I guess we just have to wait 
then till something actually wait, comes out. And yeah. I, I, think, I don't like waiting. I think the lesson really is that all of these leak scores are just, yeah, it's it's fun to do, but don't put a lot of stock into it yet. So it's fun to talk about. You mean? Why? Well, like burn <laughs> yeah. some time sitting I mean, out with the beer. It. But isn't that crazy that we basically We're have on a podcast? You have you have a leak on the 18th, September 18th. And then you have a leak on September, or uh, September 17th, and then the 18th, and then the 19th. Three days straight of unreleased CPUs showing up in a public database. It just makes you, I mean, I'm sorry. I, 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 I do believe in coincidences, but that just seems, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I'm going to believe that. There's something going on here. I think this is all disinformation, misinformation campaigns by everybody, just to mess with people. But it's fun to talk about, especially when Brad's not here. Yeah, his <laughs> ears are burning right now, red hot. Yeah. I'm sure he's He's going to call Skype at any moment. In the background going, oh, again. But, but again, I, I really, I'm serious. Go go and try to find a... I, I should go it again. I just look for 3950X, which I'm going to assume. Uh, well, I didn't... Brad Hilton in the uh, YouTube chat says uh, they got got a score from WCCF Tech uh, that they don't have a link uh, that says 5868 single core 61072 multi-core for a Ryzen 9 for a 3950X Geek, I, I, I don't understand why it's not showing up then uh yeah, and they they clarified a Geekbench score published by somebody else and reported by WCCF Tech yeah I guess. I in fact I even did like a Ryzen nine sort. Let's see if I can do this. I'm gonna just do Ryzen well, let's nine. See if we can actually find that link. Oh yeah, and actually sorry, uh because we kept getting those those stupid spam bots in the YouTube chat, I had to disable links. That's why you can't put it in there. Maybe throw it in the Discord. Oh he has a link, perfect. But I'm just saying you look in there and if you just do a search for Ryzen nine in Geekbench four, there's eighty seven seventy two results as of this moment. And if you sort by the highest multi-core, well, that should show it up, right? There we go. Ah, dang it. All the threader producers show uh, And Rusty says Tom's Hardware has an article on it now, too. Where? No clue. Put links in Discord, please. Is that So that's the latest thing now, right? So now 3950s is leaked? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. These are all Linux scores, of course, because you can, you can just, if you... He sort of it's like, hey, look, hey, Linux is just it as always. It smokes Windows performance in uh, in Geekbench. Oh, really? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm on like the fifth page. Oh, here we go. Uh, we got a link in Discord from WCCF Tech on what June we, what 12th. Do we got? June 12th by Hassan Mojtaba. Sorry. Yes, right. uh, it has. It has. Uh, yeah, I see it right here. Wait, wait, what, what, tell me what the score is. I mean, it's it's what they reported: fifty-eight, sixty-eight single core, sixty-one thousand seventy-two multi-core, and it was uploaded wait, wait. June twelfth, twenty nineteen. Six one zero seven two. Six one zero seven two. Correct. Uh, and the upload date was June twelfth, twenty nineteen. Two two forty six in the a.m. Well, what when was leaked? June what? June twelfth. And this article from WCCF Tech is also from June 12th. Oh, and Whiskey Omega just posted the Tom's Hardware one, which was from September 17th. Oh, I don't see any. Oh, it's photographs of the box. 
parts and listings. Oh, surface on Reddit. Okay. Yep. It's there. I see it. Wait, wait, wait. But this is the important part, though, Adam. This is It's real. What's what's important? The chart. He's yeah. updating the chart. Oh, you're updating the chart. Uh, we're oh, going to okay. do real-time leak game. Oh, leak so game games. Now should I switch back to yeah, the switch laptop? Yeah, switch back. Go ahead. Right. Go uh, back. I, th- I think I hit the right Poor button. audio listeners. There we go. I'm sorry, right. audio sorry. listeners. <laughs> no, the chart you can't there, see. Look at this oh, chart. Look at Whoa. Oh, look at man. Look at that. 35, 3950X. That is Winner. authentic because <laughs> it, the bar is bigger. The bar is bigger. Obviously. Uh, single threaded performance still lose to that chaos part. Not, well, eh, not a significant amount. 5,800 versus 6,400. Leak result versus leak result. But 38,000 versus 61,000. And and of course it it the bad news of course is for supposedly that leaked Cascade Lake is fifty one thousand and uh, third upper two but then look sixteen core Ryzen nine supposedly thirty two core what he's doing is pointing, pointing at their multi core okay yeah sixty one thousand versus sixty eight hold on 000. I gotta go to new egg I gotta pre order put in my pre order right now thirty nine fifty x yep. Perfect. All right. Yep, yeah, it's in. <laughs> so what? There's only been one 3950x leak back in June around copy text time, right? The, so that that we're getting linked to. Uh, actually, Whiskey Omega has another one. And all that time, we have not seen another score. It's oh yeah, like. this packaging. Yeah, so we have packaging photos all over the place and one Geekbench score from June twelfth. Yeah. I I'm sorry, but I just <laughs> this is there's something fishy to all this, don't you think? Is it just me? Am I just being paranoid? Or, is P, or you know, who knows? People just trying to get get something out there for attention. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it's possible. Some, knows? Like you said, there are people some like people attention. who have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm again. There, you know, this there are multiple scores for some of these CPUs of these leak parts. So I I I don't know. <sighs> Wait, this, so. So are you saying I should cancel my pre-order? No, you should buy anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? If you don't pre-order that 16-core Ryzen part, uh-huh. you won't get it for a month. Oh, wait, but you always told or me two. to wait for the reviews to pre-order. Well, I know that's what everybody says, but go ahead and look up. Are 3900X, have 3900Xs even ever come back into stock? I have no idea. Oh, you were just kidding. Wait, so I should anyway. cancel my 3950X pre-order and pre-order a... 3900x no, is what you're saying? I'm saying that yes generally <laughs> I I do believe I would not want to buy a bucket of popcorn right now. <laughs> I wouldn't want to buy anything until I saw the authentic reviews something you can at least get a, a better feel for but I think we there's probably a good chance it'll be a good part right so and the one argument that you know like I know people are going to get angry but people who got 3900x's and even the Ryzen 7 you know parts the first day that they, they the pre are the pre order people and the people who stood in line got them. Everybody else had to wait weeks. Yeah. And some people are still waiting. Thirty nine hundred X, I swear if you check can you take a look and I'm, I'm checking right now, yeah. There is an add to cart button. Does that mean it's Oh, is it real? Oh, it says in stock. Thirty nine hundred X. In stock for one thousand yeah, okay. dollars and twenty seven yes. cents. Yes, not, that is not in it stock. Is that is not. In stock. That is not well, in no, stock. No, 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 no. I, Newegg literally says in stock. Well, is there actually one listed at its price? Hey. Near hey, its Hey, I'm price. just saying. Third-party third seller does Ryzen not 9, 3900X you in clicked, stock. No, you clicked on the wrong one, bro. Because, like, look at this. The actual Newegg listing says out of stock. 
It, it says in stock. I could buy it right now. So no. should I cancel my 3950X pre-order and get this in stock 3900X? If you don't order, if you don't pre-order a 3950X, you probably will not get one for it. I mean, look, again, at Newegg, it basically sold out the first couple days. First day, in fact, I, I think. I think it was not even first few a hours. full day. They sold out. And I have not seen it in stock ever. I signed up for the email thing and I got that. Yeah, you can buy it for a thousand dollars thing. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can actually get it cheaper on eBay. But the, but yes, so there is pre-order as much as everybody's like, oh, never pre-ordered. Those people are pre-ordered. They're like, hey, check out this. I'm running my 12 core Ryzen 9, right? Wait, why the hell am I talking like Bill Clinton? <laughs> well, at least on Newegg, uh, all the other uh, third-gen Ryzen parts are in stock. Oh, yeah. Have, you have a Xbox Game Pass. All totally the single die, all get the it for parts. cheaper on eBay. Really? Yeah. How much? Um, supposedly... Yeah, that looks authentic to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, That's going to be one of those things where it's like, Ryzen 9, 3950, $180. Small box. What? Wait, what is this? Why did you put in parentheses box? No, no reason. You want it for $150? Wait. No, it's wait. Not it's not that cheap. But it is cheaper than the new egg listing. Oh, there's people that list box. Oh, I love this one from China. Ooh, don't think I would go for that one. Uh, uh, the one from China is $800 plus yeah. $36 shipping. So, yeah. So, your oh, never pre-order thing, those hey. people who pre-ordered. Hey, in stock. Been enjoying um, for a while. But also, somebody in the YouTube chat, um, I'm I can't even say their name. It's not even a name. Uh, says they they just bought one this afternoon in Where? The, in the UK. Oh, maybe a mom and pop shop. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure there are a few here and there, but clearly you can't get it at Amazon. You can't get it at Newegg. Uh, I just checked Best Buy. No Best Buy. Can't get it at Best Buy. Well, Micro Center out. probably out too. I I will say at a certain point it will become an issue. In fact, it has already sort of been an issue, but I do think like they need to get that top end part in stock again. Interesting. In Don't you think? I mean, at a certain point. Oh, yeah, like, this this does look weird. I mean, it's been months now. Two months. But it doesn't matter because look, 16 core part, <laughs> leak score faster than those other things. It's as fast as the 28 core Xeon if you believe Geekbench's multi-core performance numbers. Yeah. Yeah, fun. Well, yeah, you know, fun. hey, the, the, the leak game, leaks. yeah, the leak game is fun to play. Uh, it should be like a you, theme show music with that. You, we you, should, actually. You know what else is a fun game to play is to uh, get a custom-built PC? Oh, is that a fun game? <laughs> that was quite a transition. Wait, hold on. Let me change the input, Gordon. Wait, wait, hey. Ah! You, you got to warn me. There we go. Wait, no. Nope. That's why I think gotta, it's not good. You got to cover go. up, Gordon, cool. all the all the messiness on your desktop. All right, there we go. So, Elena, tell us about NZXT BLD. Okay, what, what's going on? So, here? before everyone flees from the stream, um, I know pretty much everyone watching likes to build their own PCs, and I totally get that. Yeah. And with prices being better than they were, what just even a year ago, year and a half ago, if you have the time and inclination, it still definitely makes more sense to build your own. But NZXT came to me and said, hey, we really want you to try our, you know, NZXT build service, which uh, you can either choose a pre-built system that's like 
um, it's kind of like Dell, where it's just like, here, you have like a fixed set of specs, you can, and then you can customize it. But the difference between Dell and NXT is that you can really customize it um, based on a, like a boatload of parts that they have available. So I guess what Adam is showing right now on our screen is going through the configurator. Um, which you did. Which I did, and they shipped us a system. I haven't opened it yet because I think we're going to do an unboxing for it. Yeah, look for an unboxing later right. on YouTube. But the whole topic of pre-built and it making sense, because what was it, early 2018 when the things are still really, really bad? We were actually were, were recommending that yeah. people buy pre built the, the graphics card crisis? Uh, just everything crisis. We were actually recommending of pe- to, for people to buy pre-builds, and I wanted to kind of just take a look and see if that had changed and that kind of brought up a conversation between me and Adam because he wanted to know more about it. And I, I went looking. N60 has a really slick configurator. It's really streamlined. It's really clean. Um, but they don't have a, like, it's not like endless boundless choices. And I kind of wanted to see what their prices were like compared to CyberPower PC to iBuyPower PC, which to me are like the two, uh, what would you call them? They're not, they're not like the huge OEMs. They're like system, like system. CyberPower, iBuyPower? Yeah. There's yeah. a name for it, but they're smaller, more boutique type shops that do, more budget-minded stuff, so you're not really having to shell out like the way you would for like a main gear or digital storm system. Yeah, the way the industry likes to um, label themselves, uh, CyberPower, iBuyPower, Origin, NZXT are technically SIs, system integrators. Integrators, huh. that's the word I was looking okay. for. Whereas Tier 1, Lenovo, HP, Dell, Dell. HP, actually yeah. build them in a big factory <laughs> got it yeah uh and some somebody had asked uh which is why i brought this up real quick too uh, if uh there is a 3900x option <laughs> in uh bld and is there? there is not no, no there is not tops out at 3700x yeah so <laughs> i found that nzxt uh i mean so what i'm going to do in my write-up is just kind of review what it's like to go through the service and the experience and all of that and so basically the appeal to this is that if you are strapped for time and you don't mind throwing a little extra money down, and it, on on average, it's about a hundred to two hundred dollars more um, for the systems that you have someone do all the work for you, and they'll actually do like the nice cabling with combs and all that stuff. If you opt for that as an upgrade, you can add as much RGB lighting as you want, et cetera, et cetera. What I noticed in comparing NZXT service with like CyberPower. Um, and I buy power is that this is a much more streamlined experience, which for me, um, I actually kind of prefer uh, if I was strapped for time because you just kind of tell it like, I want to play these games and I want, you know, these particular components and visually it's just really easy to pick through all of it. It's like the equivalent to me of like walking into so like n6t is like going to a department store right like they've got all the merchandise spread out real nicely for you you can see the displays like you can go to somebody and say like hey i'm looking for men's wallets about this price you know can you point me to the rack or the display case that has them they're like great i can help you and they they compliment you on your tie while you're walking through the Mm -hmm. store yep if you want to bring up CyberPower, iBuyPower's uh, web like, oh, sites sure. real quick. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Uh, either one of them, but I actually think that CyberPower probably is the better example of this. 
um, I by power would work as well. To me, that's more of the equivalent of walking into one of those small shops in Chinatown where every single shelf is crammed with stuff. Like, you, mean, uh, you just the web polish. This just you're overwhelmed with choices. You're just overwhelmed with choices. But like, isn't I mean, that a plus? I mean, it is a plus. But the thing is that if you're strapped for time, it is actually kind of a minus because you just don't. And they have the thing. Hey, they, they, have, they have. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to look for that. That's they nice. have way more choice. It's just like you want this. I got it. You want this. Wait, hold on. Let me go to the back. I can pull out four trays for you. <laughs> and and a gaming chair. <laughs> Do you want a gaming chair? Do you want a I shirt? Mean, I buy power and cyber power. You want something? They got. They got it. Like well, it is just. Everything like, is there. If you pick, and I, I'm, uh, I haven't. But the configurator is a little bit, a little harder to like pick through visually. It's not. It's like more list form. There's a because there's a bajillion choices. You have to make sure you're picking the right thing, so on and so forth. Does but I mean there. But one key difference is NZXT is not going to give you a Fantex case. Is that's that's definitely right. So then NZXT, you're pretty much fixed with the NZXT ecosystem. So if you buy into the NZXT look and their and you know their RGB is all of closed system as well. So if you just want the buy in fully, the NZXT build is your is your jam. Where's cases? I don't. Well, you you start from the beginning. You've gone too far. Oh, yeah. So. I would say pricing is pretty similar among all, all these three options that I looked at. Um, I do think for their pre-builds, like where it's just fixed, where you're like, I'm just going to buy this pretty much as is and just have it shipped to my door. Uh, CyberPower has the best configurations. Um, like by pure it, options. Yes, but that's only because they tend to have sales. So I was if, if you scroll up and sort by price, yeah. Low to high? Yeah, low to high. So you just, yeah, so... Oh, how come yours is not showing it? That's weird. Oh, I went to Gaming PC's yeah. custom configurator. Well, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at mine right now, and um, there's a system that normally goes for $1,000, but they're offering $100 off with free two-day delivery, and it, oh. it has a... I not giving me the deal. Nine, I5 9600KF, an RX 580, um, and that is the same price right now as if you go to NZXT's oh, site. weekly special, maybe? Oh, maybe. Um, NZXT site, you're only getting, for the same price, you're getting a 2600, uh, sorry, Ryzen 5 2600 with a GTX 1660. So you're getting more performance, obviously, out of the the CyberPower one. But that's because they have sales and they do these deals and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, buy now, everything. But I mean, limited time offer. But there's just like a, one thing I've always found about iBot Power and CyberPower is it feels like you get an infinite choice of parts. You do. It's, and I agree with you. It is to some extent over, almost overwhelming. It can be. But at the same time, if you want this case with this power supply, with this cooler, with this RAM and this color (laughs) RGBs in this spot, it's just like you really, it is a little crazy. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a paying someone to custom build a box for you. Well, and they have yeah. laptops, too. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So I still personally, at this point in my life, have enough time and interest to build my own. But I did think it was interesting kind of actually sitting down and taking a look at all of this because there is a point in my for life. Pre-builds. Yeah, for pre-builds. That, and there would be a point in my life, potentially, that I would think, oh, like, would I rather just spend an extra $100, $150? And I can just have this at my door. It'll look beautiful, and I don't have to worry about. It. I can just press power, power button, and it'll turn on. Uh, I could definitely see that. I just don't think it's for everybody. Obviously. Well, I think the thing is the 
there's a little bit of a perception issue is our point of our view of the world is oh well, everybody builds their systems right everybody combs through pc part picker and, and builds your box i would say there's probably a lot more people buying pre-builds than they are because a lot of people who are just getting into it the idea of building their own machine is still scary it is. I know some people that I've talked through and helped, and it's, they've been fine, but it's still a very scary thought. Yeah. And there's, I, I know someone who all, all, all three of his kids, they, they have cyber power boxes because, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend time to do this. He just went and bought three boxes. They showed up, he unboxed them. Yep. Uh, I do have a couple questions from chat. Uh, yep. Dennis, Dennis is asking, uh, does Micro Center have a configurator? You know, I didn't look, and it's partially because I didn't want to deal with the heartbreak if they had something amazing. Oh. <laughs> They're so far from me. Uh, also, but I, I will look into that. You know, for when I do my write-up. Always taunting you. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Elvis is uh, wondering: uh, Do they all do? Um, do they all warranty? That's uh, written weird. Do they have Breaking like a warranty? Do, do they warranty all of the components separately? Or, you know, like um, how, how does that happen on so the back I, end? So, you know, I didn't look into that part just yet either because I'm still in the process of writing my story. Um, I know NZXT is basically saying, like, hey, the, one of the benefits to this is that you just come to us if you have a problem, right? So you mm -hmm. don't have to worry about having to call your power supply maker versus your motherboard maker, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for CyberPower and iberpower I haven't investigated that yet. Okay, uh, and then Loose Tooth is wondering uh, why does Elena shop for men's wallets whilst wearing a tie? Hey, don't judge. <laughs> it makes Cosplay. me feel Cosplay. really good about myself. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Dennis asks again: uh, Do they install the latest BIOS? Uh, like, how, how configured is it, uh, or do they kind of make you do some? These of the are really work? great questions. Uh, my understanding is that it should just be ready to go when it hits your door. Hmm. So NZXT specifically has uh, like a line item in their uh, invoice that says like $100 for the service part, you know, ah. for them putting it together for you. Interesting. And they actually show you like the prices for like what the components are separately so you can see how much you're really paying for it. And it's not just, hey, here you go. Mystery. Do you, I mean, do you find that there is... What's the cost adder for some of these boxes for doing pre-built? Is, do like, is it like a 5% more than doing it yourself? It's got to be more than that, right? What do you mean? Like if I were to compare Same, prices? If they were comparable parts. If you bought all the parts retail. Oh, uh, NZXT is actually is meeting street prices, but not sale prices. Okay. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I actually did do that. So I, I actually got a custom build, and then I actually put... Um, together an equivalent in PC part picker as close as I could get. And the prices are actually quite similar, except for the fact that NZXT just doesn't have anything like, you know, when the Intel 1660p SSDs have been on sale, like it doesn't include that kind of factor in there. Oh, look, this is sleek. You can, you can click on the components to go. The, yeah, this it's a, a little bit more of a polish. There's a lot more polish on their configurator. But, yeah. but you're mostly... But less options. Definitely fewer less options. options yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, a lot of stores where you're just, you don't have... The, the choices, right? It's and it's intentional for the retailer not to have all the inventory because you got to stock all yeah. that junk. Well, uh, <laughs> NZXT has been a little slower too. I noticed to update their components. So CyberPower also look, it's still listed Anthem as a as a game on here. <laughs> Who would be going here to buy a, a PC for Anthem? Oh. Ooh, somebody. There's somebody who likes it somewhere. Um, no. CyberPower and iBuyPower. Um, so the system integrators are a little faster. 
in updating like their components like when the 39 or sorry the 38 sorry the 3000 series apparently my brain's just stuck on high end resin parts right now the 3000 series parts came out they were pretty quick to get those as options right. in their systems um NCXT only updated their options to include the 3000 series i think in the last few weeks cuz i was actually waiting for the build cuz this and they've been, they've had this service for a while yeah um and so I was just kind of waiting until they updated to the more recent parts before I, I asked for mine. Well, I'm going to imagine iPad Power and Cyber Power are really, they move a lot of machines from what I understand. You know, they're not Dell, they're not HP, they're not yeah. in the millions, but they move enough parts that there's a reason they have a 3900X and NZXT. Does I guess that's right. one way to get your answer. Thirty nine hundred X. Well, yeah, I mean, you buy the whole, and you, and you really. haven't and you haven't built yeah. anything yet. Yeah, I should I go mean, back and see like what the cheapest thirty nine hundred X configuration. Like if you is. haven't built anything yet and you're yeah, willing to, to just upgrade that later, you would. I mean, you're still paying like a little bit of a uh, premium, but I, it's cheap. better than going with that new big option. But I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's. I'm just thinking, like, if you can configure everything, like, to, like, include nothing, you know? <laughs> no, you can't like, no. do that. You still have a to buy a minimum. system. But a lot of these system vendors... Oh, here you go. Minus $20. We'll get the cheaper case. They even have some really interesting options, like, yeah, like decals well, and laser engravings on the window. What's the animal? Can you... It's pretty good. Wow. It's pretty great, actually. They have a laser engraving. Can you yeah. go to a 3900 build and subtract the CPU? Go to, like, a lower step. CPU and see the price like this. Yeah, uh, yeah so one hundred and forty-six dollars to let, step they, down. They let, and this is what I like about it. Over, like, so in my mind, maybe I'm just dating myself here. But when I think of pre, one of the reasons I did this is because when I think of pre-builds, I think of Dell, I think of HP. And when you try to configure those systems, it's more fixed, and you don't really get as much play with it as you like. They're they're really like, well, you chose a system that started at a thirty-nine hundred X, so you're only a step-down option is going to be a 3800X, and that's it. Like You cannot drop any further. But like the kind of RAM that goes with it is kind of stuck. So even if you drop down to like, you know, a Ryzen 5, a Ryzen 7 system, like yeah. it, it just doesn't quite get you there. Yeah, it's all designed. So this the- is, I think this is, again, like I said, there is a premium for it, but what you're doing is trading time for money. I really feel like these, these options are not trying to fleece you. Which is no. kind of interesting to see to me because I I have all these preconceptions that I kind of had to work through. Can you go back to that CPU choice there, Adam? Yeah, hold on, on real quick. I'm, oh my god, I'm, I'm, where are you? I'm selecting all of the the cheapest options, <laughs> and you can do that. Yeah, yeah. So to see like what's the cheapest <laughs> configuration I can get just to get a 3900x in my hands. That would be hilarious if you could get it so that it was just barely more expensive well, yeah, I, than but, buying it from Newegg. Right? It's about a hundred fifty dollar markup, right? Uh, yeah. 149 yep. 30 from a 3850 or 38. no 3800 so i mean they're really not charging you a lot to get no. that 12 core all right well Verizon. i think this is the cheapest i could do and it's uh 1200 so it's still probably better to get in so stock you, on well, new egg so, well you still got a whole other rest of the system for 200 dollars essentially <laughs> still yeah <laughs> yeah so there's definitely the God. prices oh, here here's a good question somebody mentioned this uh in the in the chat Oh, included in price. Here we go. There we go. Knock off some of the price. You like that? <laughs> took off wow. sixty dollars. Yeah, you they take off no sixty dollars. Wow. I mean, you know, why isn't it five dollars, Elena? <laughs> I, yeah, that's. Huh. I'm surprised they sell it uh, OS. Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Again, so this is way more it? configurable. 
Oh, I like this. This was this actually made me super wait, wait, happy. Wait. You can um you can actually choose the and Lee like those um the RGB twenty four pin oh, cable. Oh yeah. Oh. All the, well, the RGB. But, see, but the thing is, like, I want to see. Rainbow threw up in my mic system. If you if you're gonna spend that extra money to get these like really nice add ons like this, like how well does it come configured right you know like you, if if it's like oh i i got it in order for a, a bare bones s 3900x i guess i just want the cpu whatever we'll plug stuff in just because or if you're gonna step up and be like nah i'm gonna get some really nice extras like do you think they spend a little more time and you actually really, can buy that really configured you can but, actually buy that as an option oh, okay like yeah. it actually i think if you scroll somewhere there's let's go up up oh up stop right there ah professional wiring Right, it says. Wow. Our expert builders ensure all cables are properly connected and routed for a clean look, but you can upgrade oh. so that, like, you get like the super nice, clean look. Right, you just in, spend an immaculate and organized yeah, look for your bucks. system. So you can customize as much as you want. You can choose the color of your cables. Wait. Oh, but look, this is weird because oh. Huh. The interesting thing I did notice because I was looking into this um, Fantex premium extension cable sleeve set thing. So I think my understanding of this is that it just actually connects into the existing power supplies cables. And so I guess you have your normal cables just hidden out of you. And then these are what you actually see on the, in the front. It's a little, yeah, janky. <laughs> so it's not the same as like NZXT where I think they because they control the parts like they actually have, I think, a. A proper set of cables for it. Here's I think. an interesting warranty thing. The standard warranty does not include cost of shipping to and from service, but the premium warranty for $19 extra includes the cost of shipping up to $200. Yeah. That's pretty good. In the U.S. only, continuous so, U.S. Only. Yeah. Just send the back. It covers it. That's the thing about those two companies is they vary. They are essentially building custom machines for you mm-hmm. in a way but without yeah. the heavily mod heavy mods that's pretty cool some of the other it's, a cha- it's changed my opinions um on what pre-built are like today oh Maybe. and you can i know they've been around forever i just i have i really have old old ideas stuck in my brain apparently really? yeah. oh you mean like you think it's yeah okay i mean my very first system that i bought with my own money was a pre-built from <clears throat> dell and i remember going through that configurator so it's yeah. just kind of burned in my memory as you get to the scale of those companies there are you know, very few options. This is about 150 times more options than you would yeah. ever get from those companies. It's very limited because they can't really, because then they have to deal with all the parts, dealing with inventory, and then they have to qualify them all, and then they're shipping them by the millions, and it's a it's a problem. So, yeah. so I'm going to pull out the system, play with it, play some games on it. And then I'll do my write-up. So if anyone's interested in more so, details about that, you even can look a cheapskate right like you could, you one day would consider a build, yeah. Pre-built. I mean, let's assume that someday I am older. I'm making more money. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I may or may not have children. I mean, there's a time where in your life, sometimes where money is worth less than your time. So interesting. People don't seem to think that. They think it's all DIY or nothing. Usually these days, that's sort of the. I mean, there's a badge of honor prevailing. with it, right? Like, you get to also say that, like, that's mine. Like, I had my hands on it from start to finish. I think that's cool. And honestly, I can't remember the last time I, I bought a pre-built machine. But at the same time, you can't really. I can't get on. I really feel there is this problem right now where people go like, oh, DIY or nothing. Or you're, you're basically like, you shouldn't even be here. Which I think is really unfair because 
if you look at a lot of the work of some of the machines, I was just about to say, machines, like, right? that right there is pretty These nice. machines are incredible, exotic car level, of be- beautiful yeah. paint jobs and wiring and the like. And for, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I maybe I've taken like, took three months off from my job to do it. Yeah, I could probably do it. You know, cause I, <laughs> but I'm not going to really ever do that. But, at, you know, if I'm Mark Zuckerberg and I just want a cool computer, you know, for people to check their email in the lobby... <laughs> What what the hell? You drop five grand or ten grand on a machine? Well, you, uh, I'm not going to take that away from him. What, he Mark Zuckerberg has to build his own computer too. No, no, no. Yeah, if you, it's your money. My my problem now with people they they think they have a right to tell you how to spend your money. You, you can take your money and burn it. I don't care. It's not my problem. Although that is destruction of government property. Don't do it. But, <laughs> At you know, least in the U.S. it is. That's if you want to do it. Whatever you know. It, it's yeah. I just like that in the lower end of things, like the budgets, like you can get, I think, didn't you say that that uh, HP Omen, the one in the Mm -hmm. background here, for audio listeners, it's like this small form factor, or at least a micro ATX size case tower. Yeah. It's got a, I think, tempered glass side, and it's got this uh, nice red LED strip kind of effect on it. Yep. Real subtle. Yeah, for people who are pretty. into the you know rainbow stir. Yeah, and the look. HP that one is you can really order that it. That one's loaded like up. was that fifteen hundred? I don't well, know. No, this one's more because it's no. it's a nine hundred K and a twenty eight oh, okay. Ti. <laughs> they they built it to sort of show off, like, hey, I know you think we're sort of straight lace HP, but we can yeah, we can it's, throw it's in quite, some. It's quite attractive. It's uh, a lot of hardware for mid tower box. It is the o- Obelisk. Okay. Yeah, Obelisk. HP Omen Obelisk. Ninety nine hundred K. K. No, no. Twenty eighty Ti. And a beefy 64 one. 64 gigs. Oh, yeah, okay, that definitely is 64 what I gigs it was. of RAM. Yeah, two. Two M.2s. Two in, in RAID yeah, 0. In hard drive. <laughs> but the fact yeah, that you this can. This thing's a beast. Because I feel like in the old days, old days, not that long ago, but to do like the cabling with the combs and the braided sleeves and all of that, like you actually had to do it yourself. You had to sleeve the freaking things yourself. And yeah, like all this sure. stuff has come down to a point where most of us can do it if we want to on our own time. But then people are just offering the option to do it for you. For and a little bit more money. For just a little bit more money. And I mean, if I with practice, I'm sure my cable management will look a little less like I'm five years old writing for the first time. <laughs> um, but if I could pay someone to just make it beautiful, I might. I, I kind of have a dumb, dumb question. I don't know if you know this. Uh, so imagine I get a pre-built from NZXT, CyberPower, whatever. And it, uh, I think I saw it said like a, th- a three-year warranty, if you get the extended warranty or something like that. I don't know. Uh, say in two years, I want to swap out a different GPU. Uh, does that break the warranty? Like what? Is- no. No, it won't no. break the okay. warranty. These are all really good questions yeah. that I'm going to have to put into my article. It's You know, and, and again, we almost should have had a whole segment just talking about pre-builds, but like as That's you move up is. into this, oh, it is. Yeah. I thought it was only about NZXT. Okay. But as no, you, it's about pre-builds in general. But Go as for you, it, man. As you get up into the the boutique folks, and of course, I think it's like Are we talking like Digital Storm, Digital Storm Main Origin. Uh, if I don't mention everybody, Main Gear, Falcon, Arthur's, these people that just sell these like they're selling luxury cars, luxury car, eight thousand dollar computers to people who have disposable income. Most of those folks, those companies are like, hey, if you have a problem, you ship it to free to us and we fix it. And a lot of them will also have a program where you want to upgrade, you send the machine back to us, we upgrade it for you. Mm -hmm. Now, I know, of course, we think that's insane, but if you're rich and you just want them to handle it, that's the option. But the only downside to that is you're out of your system for like, what, how long? 
I don't a know, week, two days. Oh, you think it's that fast? <laughs> no, the, Elena. People, <laughs> I don't have money. Obviously, people who have money don't go like, yeah. I just <laughs> let me just. I'm gonna drop my Mercedes off here. Uh, where's the bus stop? Wow, Gordon just made me feel super. <laughs> no, poor. it's true. You're, you know, you ever seen this car? Because his car cut me off the other day. It was a Mercedes loaner car, courtesy Mercedes courtesy car. You know oh, what? I've I don't never get. Felt so poor. You just no. You don't get a courtesy right. car if you're buying a used, you know, Hyundai. I mean, it just doesn't. No, it doesn't. There. I mean, you get the courtesy shuttle. <laughs> maybe you might not even get that, but there's a level of service for people who have disposable income. I realize this it. now. And, and I, you know, I again, <laughs> I'm not going to get on somebody because they got the money. Hey, more power to them. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, your lifestyle, right? Man. But um, and here this or since we're going, I'm going to air everything here. There's one other thing you should know about that omen. Yeah, the, go for the it. Obelisk, right? Uh, ob- so, ob- obelisk? Ob- obelisk. Obelisk. I don't know. Somebody's obelisk. saying we're pronouncing it wrong, but probably I think it was obelisk. Yeah. Obelisk. Obelisk. Is it an obelisk? I don't know. Okay, you guys, you guys talk. I will but look so at that Mary is a, that is a that is a mid tower uh, machine. It has a glass side door. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you know, for the most of us, we're like whatever glass door, you know, not no big deal. So for smaller vendors. Glass door is not a big deal either, right? Ain't nothing. Just put glass door on there, you should sell it. If you're HP and you're Dell and you put a glass door on your computer, you still have to pass FCC emissions, which is they have they probably have voluntary testing these days, or it actually goes to the FCC. They put it in, in a chamber and they make sure that when that machine is on, it's not spraying enough, you know, RF out to mess up signals in your house. Mm-hmm. When you are Dell or HP or Lenovo, any any of those big vendors, they have to follow a lot more rules than smaller vendors do. So that glass door on there actually is impregnated with an RF imp, imp, uh, an RF film that prevents the uh, RF from interfering with stuff in your home. I'm really sorry that I missed the first half of that. <laughs> I, that glass door is just not glass. I'm just saying. Yeah, they're doing it right. They're. Dude, well, you know, I of course, can tell you it's obelisk. Obelisk. Well, everybody gets Ob- angry, obelisk. but everybody gets angry because they go like, oh, whatever, these big tier ones, blah, blah, blah. But you have to realize at their level, they have to follow a lot more rules. Like, again, that machine has to pass <laughs> Federal Communications. God, what's the last C for? But the thing is, Commission that, standards wait, for so RF. I'm really sorry I missed the first half of this because I feel like I wouldn't have to ask you this. Um, but how is that different than a case maker? That is selling cases. Why do they have to follow anything? They're not selling you any. We're well, just because, selling you a case. Yeah, they they can't say what's going to be in it and emitting in uh, it. I see. But here, it's the see, whole I, system. I would have known this if I had been listening for the first half. I am yeah, sorry. Yeah, so no, no. So like for pre-builds, pre-builds, cases, whatever stuff we throw together, you could be messing up your neighbor's CB signal, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Who cares, right? Because they shouldn't be on CB anymore, I guess. But... Hey, shortwave radio. And Dell, okay. they have to follow those rules. They can't mess up people's. I want to get my ham radio license. Yeah. One day. I think you can't. So, I mean, there are, as much as I know people want to dismiss the, the big the big PC vendors, they have there are a lot more stringent rules they have to follow. And I know people go like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. You can't sell that much hardware with a 500-watt power supply. Well, when they, when they actually certify a machine for that amount of hardware and that power supply, there are engineers that they pay real money to to make sure that this thing is not going to fail. 
they do fail. Of course they do fail. But if you're in a business, you don't want to eat the cost of a hundred percent failure rate, right? You will, you will. And this is the, the squishy part. You may get the business saying, you know what? We're going to build a power supply. We'll accept the 5% failure rate. If you're a company like Falcon or Mangier or these boutique companies, they're like, we won't accept any failure rate because our customers are buying a $9,000 computer. If there's a failure, they're not going to come back to us for their next one. So a larger company might say, we'll take a, we'll take the risk on a 2% failure rate. Where mm-hmm. a smaller vendor might say, we're not going to take any risk. We're just going to over-provision on power supply. We don't want any failures at all. Mm-hmm. So... I just want to make, bring that out there for people who think, you know, pre-built from tier ones that they're doing nothing but, you know, charging you a ton of money. Well, there's a lot more rules that have to follow, and that means more money and more engineers to actually do all the stuff. But do you feel like they you are paying, outside of that, do you feel that you are paying at some of the costs of, like, marketing and research and all that stuff? Intel's comes- paying that for you. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, um... <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, you're paying for a bigger operation. You're also paying for, hey. Or do you think that's offset by the scale? Hey, you know what's really cool? You got a Sandy Bridge Dell POS box from whatever five years ago. Here's your Spectre Meltdown BIOS update. Mm. Whoa, mm. Oh, that's cool. Let me go get that from my other. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's motherboard vendor telling me to go pound sand because <laughs> why don't you upgrade your cheap SOB? But Dell, HP, Lenovo, Acer, all those big companies that have all that liability, all of those Spectre meltdown patches got pushed out in a jiffy, right? Uh, it's pronounced, everybody it's else, pronounced Giffy. Whatever. Giffy. Everybody no. else. Oh, you got Haswell? No. Well, you know what? You got Haswell. Why don't you buy a brand new processor? That'd be really cool. Why don't you fix that with the new motherboard? New pro- That was the answer. That is still the answer, right? <laughs> to everybody. If you're worried about Spectre Meltdown, again, big boys and girls, they got you covered. You're paying that. That's part of the, that's part of that too. Part of that. We can, can, can you, we, I could take a few more. Keep going. <laughs> No, I'm just saying there are, yeah, I understand all the complaints. I've heard them for many years. But I think are, Gordon's getting this out of his system before no, we move no, on to just, our next topic. Yeah, he's, he's already getting ready to argue. He's greasing up the pipes to argue. No, but that, that, is, a, that is a real, that's not even, that's fact, right? You yes. got pushed out Spectre Meltdown for all those tier one machines. We talked about this back then, yeah, when it was all happening. But yeah. you, for smaller builders, smaller companies, it's like, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do because Asus, Gigabyte, MSI, ASRock, everybody else says, oh, the fix is buy a brand new motherboard. Right? Uh, they're talking about peanut butter in the chat, and it makes me want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's how bored they are. Yeah. It's like, you know uh, what? That's cool. You no, guys talk. We'll just talk about peanut butter. You know what was boring, according to Gordon? Oh, you can switch to my screen. Was 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 watching uh, watching Star Trek: The Motion Picture uh, in theaters. Uh, I, I love this so much. I have I have a video on my phone, but I forgot to load it on the machine what? here. Uh, so, uh, if you ah. want to see an exclusive behind the scenes look of us taking a little trip to, a, to AMC to watch Star Trek: The Motion Picture, show it? I know. I'm sorry, it's too busy this morning, but. Get on Discord. The video is going to be posted on Discord. It's great because uh, you'll see what Gordon was wearing, uh, <laughs> and it's very special. You don't, it just come on. You don't. Uh, hey, we got we got uh, Clay uh, already in the chat. Says I love that movie. Yes. Yeah. I I gotta say, man, 
I I enjoyed watching it on the big screen. I had watched it a couple months ago when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too. The, the theater wasn't like amazing quality, so you know. The theater it, was actually kind of disappointing. Yeah, it didn't look good. But it it, it was nice, nice and big and loud, and you know, it was fun to watch it with friends. Uh, I will yes, say that every time. <laughs> time we oh, got a man. view of space junk yeah and and <laughs> by entire... space junk we're not talking about like junk floating in space well actually we kind of are we're not talking, talking about, yeah. about debris no floating not, in yes, space let's put yes, it that way yeah um our row of four people all cracked up <laughs> even this guy and, here and, <laughs> hey and actually <laughs> you can help it it wasn't intentional, but if, you know. If you've watched that movie, you know early on uh, in the scene when they get onto the bridge, they're no, doing no, this. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil okay, it. Don't, don't spoil it. But, and it's yeah. not the only time. No, no, no. It's, going it's, it's the first major time. Again. It's it's the way to it. really like kick it off, you know, uh, just a yeah, pot shot. Bam, right there. And I got to say, hey, you know what? There was uh, the theater wasn't empty. There was people in there with us. Uh, and there was a gentleman with uh, his two, two, two young kids. Yeah. Going so to see to Star see Trek that. the motion picture for the very first time. I got to. I, I wanted to shake that guy's hand and be like, "You're you're a good father, you're a good father." Because that was uh, okay. it was a fun movie. Listen, I those canning it, shots listen, made me. We've so said it before. Happy. I'll say it again. I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie. I'm not going to say it's the best Star Star Trek movie. What? <laughs> I almost said Star Wars. Oh yeah. God. Uh, what I'm going to say is that in that at that point in time, the you know the the show had been off the air. People wanted more Star Trek, and they wanted a a blown up. That what this movie ended up being is a blown up experience of uh, an episode. Like the, it didn't feel like a, a movie as much. I mean, look look at the name. I I saw that this morning. Star Trek: The Motion Picture. As in, oh hey, you know Star Trek as a TV show, but guess what? This is like the TV show, but as a motion picture, and that's kind of what it is. It's like an episode, but blown out and and. And done, done, done well with the the experience that they had. Very grand scale. Yeah. So I I would say you know, and I talk I hear about this talked about in in gaming all the time that e- even if a game comes out and it's bad, you still have to rescore it, score it on the end product. Even though if you find out later that the developers just went through hell and it was you know like budget setbacks and and, mm-hmm. and team layoffs and you know like they were trying their best they were trying their hardest right you know but you still have to grade it for what it came out as mm-hmm. uh, so you know so I get it Gordon doesn't like it because of the end product but if you take everything as a whole around it uh, I still I still believe uh, well. I mean, I don't even know what went into development around it, and I still like it. Well, actually, they showed a little uh, before the movie. They showed a little nice little documentary. Yeah, I think uh, but it's there was a lot of turmoil. Like Ten years ago. I mean, it was a, yeah. there was a lot of turmoil between the director and Gene Roddenberry, you know, and you trying see, to change the that. script and all I that stuff. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't need to know yeah. that because I still enjoy a lot of elements. They in had this. to reshoot a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it was it was under a time crunch because they had like a release date and they really need to stick to it. Uh, but I'm in in the I, I know for me, I know for me, some of the best work I do is under a time crunch and under, you know, uh, pressure. You're working with your team. You're relying on each other. And even though, sure, maybe you could have made something better. Still, what you, what you made was special because you all came together and, and did it, uh, you know, together. So I, I, I feel the heart behind it. I feel the 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 emotionality, you know, of, of like seeing. Listen. The Enterprise, there was one Enterprise, right? Then that was the Enterprise that was in the original TV show. 
But then you're going to bring back the Enterprise. The Enterprise, just this iconic spacecraft. When you're revealing that, I want to. I want that <laughs> reveal to be at least five minutes. I want to look over that whole damn ship, see what's changed, see what's different about it, see how they've upgraded it, and wonder like, oh wow, the functionality. Like you know, the, these are bigger. Uh, what nacelles? I think is what the the engines are called. But they're they're long and flat, different than the the round ones. Interesting. You know, like you just sit there and you just look at it. It's that sense of wonder. You know, now the Enterprise has been chopped up and changed so many different ways. You know, like now it's like, oh, okay, well, of course they're going to redesign the Enterprise. But this was the first redesign. So that's why I was glad they spent five minutes showing it off. Oh, Gordon actually took a, a timestamp of it. So he, he like yeah, pulled out his phone he and he started watch. a timer for it. And then when it finished at like four minutes, 30 seconds, he like holds it up to us like... You made me go through this, but that's actually my favorite part of the movie. I think this what this movie does really well is um, showcase the I can't use this word uh, what the heck f- factor that goes into adventuring where yeah. you just like don't, you don't know. know what's it's going on, yeah. like what is happening. I think we're really accustomed to movies where there's just so much action and things are rolling along and. Even if you don't know what's happening, like they're driving toward this conclusion of figuring out what's happening. And it doesn't really capture that that feeling of being out when like you're on a hike in a on a trail you've never been before. And you just kind of get to a point. You're like, oh, I I wasn't expecting that. And I don't actually know where I'm going next now because this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's a sense of of mystery of like. Oh, okay. You know, there's been other there's been other th- movies that you watch, and you're like, oh no, everything's you know the universe is doomed. You know, but this is like, no, this is serious. We don't know anything about this, and it's kind and of it's scary. coming, and we we got to figure this out. You know, and then and then also then there's that big reveal of of you know you know what what it really what it is. is yeah. But you know, up until then, you're just although there's a lot of awkward <laughs> sexual tension in this movie. I, you know. At the yeah, I'm I'm, hmm, yeah, I'm especially seeing it with uh with all of you uh yeah, I was just like wow okay this this whole end scene is just sex they're they're just yeah it's just it's just space sex it's just really awkward yeah that end sex scene I didn't I I never I really thought of it that way but that end scene is is just it's a sex scene it's just an analogy yeah. for like there's just so no much it's not it. an analogy it's definitely was just sex <laughs> no yeah anyway it was a sex scene anyway Gordon is actually the reason I laughed um, a moment ago when it didn't seem like uh, sorry Adam was saying anything funny is because Gordon is very quietly playing with his uh Elkar's uh wallpaper. Yeah, you yeah, could put it up. It's pretty awesome. Uh I think he I think he's playing uh, World of Warships. Let me switch to his laptop. <laughs> but this is the next generation version. It's not the, That's okay. Oh, not. that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neat because you can it's um touch enabled. So, uh Gordon. Yeah. You uh He's really quiet. He was not listen, quiet yesterday listen. about this. I know I know there's things you can say first. Tell me the things you like about that movie, because I know there's things you like about that movie. The space junk. (laughs) No, we talked about it last night. Don't lie. There's things you liked about the movie. Yeah, sure. There's uh, there's two things. Andy Probert's work on the redesigned Enterprise. Yes. Amazing. And wouldn't you want to look at it for that long just to explore the majesty of this redesigned (laughs) ship? Yeah, but... When you realize that is the only redeeming quality of the entire movie is a no, five-minute no, flyby of a what, what was the second one? What was the second one? The second one is Jerry Goldsmith. 
right? The score. score. Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith, of course, famous famous conductor, many, many, many movies did the, the score for uh, uh, the motion picture. Also, not worth throwing out with the baby, right? <laughs> You're going to keep that part of it. Also, I, I will say, hey, the, the, the screen, we were talking about the, the technology between the screen readouts, you know, that 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 was all uh, backlit projection. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, and that know. was one of the one of the there was one of the other flaws of that movie, which was they the computer graphics on the bridge. of the I would call that a flaw. It was, it was cool. Well, it looked like it was lit like a dark room. Like it I mean, looked like a porn theater lit up. Right? Yeah, it's I like mean, the it whole, was like, swaths of the set were dark. Yeah, the lighting was not good because they couldn't get the the backlighting bright enough. Because if they cranked up the lights on motion picture set, you're shooting yeah. on film. You're not shooting on digital. Yeah, you crank the lights up, it's going to wash out all the displays. It looks terrible. But compare Star Trek the motion picture in 1978 computer displays versus 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they had an iPad in that movie. <laughs> but did you think, like, wow, why is this set lit up like you're going to mug me? No, you didn't. I <laughs> well, just, but I, That was a flaw of the movie. That's an admitted, like, weakness of the decision Wait, to go how do we go from things graphics. that he likes to flaws? Yeah. I, I lost the uh, train yeah. here. No, I didn't actually like that. I think that was, a, yet again, just all these compromises that make the movie. Hey, the script was Actually, I, w- I will say, I, you know what? I will say you can still light those scenes properly without with and still and still have the backlit technology so i I say actually that's that's a problem with the lighting that's not necessarily a problem with technology even people who worked on star trek as professionals they consider the curse the even movie curse you know this correct oh yeah you've heard of it Uh uh-huh only the even numbers are good yeah this was the first star trek motion picture it was an even number odd number well whatever odd number so in other words yeah. Actually, Star Trek people who work on it for a living considered that movie to be terrible. They believe that the, be- the beginning of the curse, right? Star Trek 1, bad. Star Trek 3, leftovers from Star Trek 2. Uh, Star Trek 5, the Shatner one. Come on. Okay. And it just it continued on and on. And the only reason it actually it goes, especially when you get to the next generation ones, it goes off track where only the that's because all the a lot of the Star Trek Next Generation movies just sucked, right? Some of them were actually worse than the motion pictures, which is amazing if you think about it. <laughs> At but least he's admitting that. Apparently, the rule is if you're an actual Star Trek person who work on movie, you consider Galaxy Quest as part of the, the Star Trek canon. <laughs> actually, Galaxy Quest, making it an even cool. movie, and then making those movies an odd movie, so you can still identify the odd <laughs> Star Trek movies, including the motion picture as a bad movie. And Senator, I will say, as someone who actually lived through that movie, saw it in the theater, and is not now pretending to be a Star Trek uh, hipster and like it, it was bad. Even little kids back then, you had to tell yourself it was good, and you knew it in your heart, this was one boring-ass movie, sir. And it was just, it didn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't, it doesn't I, I, get I think, better with age. Here's the thing. Here's you the don't thing. get a 20-minute flyby of the V'ger, of the V'ger model any better it doesn't make that actually no i will say that's one of the things i love about it is that i miss practical effects i miss like you know somebody hand designing you know a whole alien spacecraft yeah let let me a whole movie out of it dude dude but still like you (laughs) to have the guts to do that to say hey you know what we handcrafted this awesome ship 
let's take our time to really like show the mystery of what it. We're going to show it off. And every every single moment as I was looking at the details and then also looking in the distance, I was like, what's next? What what? what how far does this ship go? How big is it? Why why does it have this thing they, the over here, over there? The cinematography is actually quite good yeah. when it comes to the, the ship uh, shots. There's yeah. some really pretty ones. Remember there was one point I leaned over to you and I said, this looks really nice. It, it does. And soft. It does. What are you two? I'm going to ask you this honestly. Oh, here we go. What are oh, you? Please find two, me some honesty. What are you two afraid of? They cannot get to you anymore. <laughs> they no longer have that power. They've uh, been run out of New York. That's not an honest question. I talked to I talked to Barzini. He says I can keep the franchise. They are not going to get you. There's no Star Trek mafia that is going to get you for saying the motion picture was as bad as it was. Well, it's weird. What be- are you afraid of? It's weird because out of the four people, three three of the people who went to go see it liked it, and one person didn't. You didn't even like it. You're just saying that to agitate. <laughs> see, I mean, I'm just no. I'm but really, like, do you think Leif, he- you People on the show don't know Leif. Leif is an awesome guy. You know, would it, would he, is he doing this just to agitate you? Yes. We, we might, we might, yes. I, you know what? No. Yes. I, well, I maybe me. Okay. This. I would, I would agitate Gordon. I like to do that sometimes, <laughs> but Leif, Leif, come on, don't do that to Leif. I think the, pro- the funny part about all of this is that Gordon, he genuinely cannot comprehend that we would like this because yeah. that was the first question out of his mouth when we got in from the theater. I got, sorry, got out of the theater was, yeah. and we're in the Which hallway is in the video. and he said, Wait, do you do you really like this movie? And I said, yes, I do. See, yeah. I don't believe you. I I can yeah. tell. I can I can tell that you're afraid. That you're afraid they're <laughs> going to get you. They are not going to beam into your room. Oh, there's no there's uh, no threat. There's no. And just for context, uh, Patrick, it's the anniversary, so they were showing it in the theaters. The 40 year yeah, so they didn't remake it. They didn't remaster it, anything. I they, wish they, they just, had. I know. That would be really cool. Uh, so I think here here here's the thing. We all come to different mediums for different things uh somebody can that's that's the great thing about art is that somebody can can go to one piece of art and and look at it and be like well that's trash and then the next person can go to it and be like wow that that impacted me personally but that's the greatest great thing about art and and i understand that the motion picture uh is not why you come to star trek uh and didn't have the things you wanted in it but that doesn't mean it didn't have the things we liked in it so so yes, genuinely, I do like that movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I do like that movie. They, they can't get to you. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe I mean, we should answer what some are questions. You afraid yeah. of? I don't think he's going to ever understand yeah. us. Uh, hey, hey. Well, guess what? Uh, this this movie's still out there. You can you can rent it. You know, you can. Uh, I have the box set. Yeah, I know. I I kind of want to buy that box set. Uh, anyway, let's uh let's get on to Q and A. Yeah, Shall we, we have a boatload we have, of uh, email questions. Wait, hold on, that we didn't Gordon. Get to hold, on. Last week. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Go ahead and kill it. Yeah, there we go. All right, now you're good. Uh, yeah, while you're bringing up the uh, the questions from the email, uh, I've got I've got some stuff over on our our nice Discord. So if you want to get in the Discord, there's a link to it in the show notes. Uh, come join us over there. We have a, a healthy crew of people in there, always talking about cool stuff. It's a cool group. Uh, the first one uh, is coming from uh, Gav Wrecker. Uh, is G-Sync really needed? I have a GTX 1060. I want an IPS 1080p 144 hertz monitor, but the G-Sync versions are hundreds of dollars more than the FreeSync versions. Therefore, should I cut out the IPS and go with a TN panel with G-Sync? 
or go with a FreeSync monitor that has some people say online works. Some people online say works with G-Sync, but I'm not sure. My budget is under $300. Which, I I will say, we did a video on this. Uh, I will link to it uh, in the the description uh, already with Brad. But I I know Gordon has has an opinion on it. Oh, do I do? Yes. (laughs) I I didn't know that you were going to talk about it because you have an experience here, actually. But uh, no, we'll, we'll, we're going to save that. We're gonna, my, yeah. my feeling is you're stuck. You have you have a three hundred dollar budget. I don't know if you're going to get a high quality IPS G Sync for that price. I, I no, not, I mean he right, obviously so. said that it's not going to happen. Or I don't know. If they. I think said I. Yeah, I would have to. If I were in that situation where at a ten sixty at a three hundred dollar budget, I would say it depends on what I do. Right? If you're talking about you only play games, that's all you do. You browse whatever. Who cares? Then the TN panel probably would work for you right lower cost tn panel for full g-sync support you can get those down to 300 dollars. think you can i think you can get through i think you can get g-sync the earlier you know like we're not talking 1440p 144 we're talking they want a 144 hertz monitor i think it's i think it's yeah i mean most of the well their first g-sync was 120 so i i think it's entirely possible maybe you should check i'm checking while you talk but here's here's the thing is it really comes down to panel quality although not always the only final word in panel quality ips is generally a better cut of panel i've seen some pretty bad ips but that's usually in laptops so if you're editing photos videos you're very much into color critical work and you like that great off access then yeah you should do ips and you know honestly a lot of us don't have uh, adaptive sync type technologies or g-sync and we live with it so that's fine you can do it yeah uh, um, actually, I was wrong. There are a few under three hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm almost just not sure how good they are. I'm almost certain they're all TN panels. I mean, they are. That's what I specifically look. Yeah, at. so I I think that if you have if you want to do color critical work, then you need to prioritize your you know your color color accuracy over your your gaming quality, right? So mm. I, I would probably do an IPS panel, which you can definitely do for uh, three hundred dollars over it. A good IPS, pay for something good. Mm-hmm. I do think G-Sync is, it has a lot of advantages over, we talked about this with Brad, it has a definite real advantages over FreeSync, I mean, mainly the, you know, one to whatever the the highest refresh rate actually sync, not, you know, dropping off on constant weirdness. Cost is not one of the better attributes of G-Sync, so. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, Finky uh, asks, uh, asking advice on finishing a PC build. They uh, they want either a Ryzen thirty six hundred or maybe a fifty seven hundred XT for the GPU B four fifty Max or cheaper X five seventy. Not sure how to proceed. Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm sure, not what sure the I question understand is. the choices there. What's the question? Uh, motherboards. B450 Max or cheaper X570? For doing... So he's... For with a Ryzen 3600 and probably a 5700 okay. XT. Got it. Okay, so... Uh, I yeah. I would go with B450 personally. For the money? Because, yeah, yeah, X570 really is the PCIe 4. There are some other small advantages, but... Yeah, but I just still feel like that chipset is so new and, like, the boards aren't tuned as well. I mean, not... For what it can be, I feel like you're still early is what I mean to say. Yeah. So B450, been around, well, like, you know what you're going to get. Um, you have a chip that, I mean, I don't know if you're planning to overclock. If you're planning to overclock, then maybe you would go with X570. 
Yeah, but, you're uh, I don't know. It's just, I mean, are all of them actively cooled? Like it's going to like. There's you. You clearly. It's a low end one too that they're considering. So yeah, so you're definitely. It may have heat sinks on there, but they're not going to be as high quality as yeah. the ones on a pricier board. So. I think you'll be fine. It's not like people with B450s like, oh, my God, it caught on fire. It didn't work. Clearly, that's not how you sell products. So, yeah, I, I think it's fine. The vast majority of people put the CPU in. They put the GPU in. They turn it on. They run it till it dies. Throw it all away. You know, you upgrade it all. So mm-hmm. you don't. The vast majority of people do not overclock is, is <coughs> the actual truth. So I mean, you can also just look at X470 boards as well. Yeah, and yeah those are some people in the chat are deals. saying that too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good happy medium right there. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, Soul at EST on Discord uh, is a Ryzen 5 3600 or a Ryzen 7 2700X better for gaming and streaming? Ooh, that one's a hard one because I was actually looking at that when I was trying to decide um, what I wanted to put in that NZXT build thing that uh, we were talking about earlier. And it's... Ooh, it's kind of real. It's real close. I feel like I feel like the thirty six hundred has a slight edge in gaming, but twenty seven hundred X has a little bit of an edge in content creation stuff. But it's it's kind of like I don't know. It's a it's a hard choice to make. It really depends like how much I feel like you're weighted on one side versus the other, and I don't know what that particular mix is for that person. What's the pricing breakdown? Because I mean, twenty seven hundred X has been on sale really consistency in the last week or yeah, last week or two. It's been two hundred bucks. Thirty six hundred. What is that one? Is that two fifty? Look, can't remember anything today. It's Thursday. It happens. It's the same price. Huh. Two hundred bucks. Boy, that is a tough one. It is. Like, I, looking at benchmarks, it makes it kind of a, it's like, ooh. I'd probably do the, yeah, I'd probably do the 3600, because I, you know, the vast majority of things you do, it's better to have the, you know, improved IPC and the better clocks, yeah. I would think. So, most people, I mean, again, can you feel the difference? Probably not. I mean, I, maybe if you're streaming, like, if that's a huge oh, right. factor streaming for you, the then the 2700X might yeah. be a better call. Oh, God. That is a rough one. Yeah, I'd probably do the twenty seven year X then for the streaming. Well, but you know, you don't have to do Yeah, they max said gaming ball, and so. streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So I think probably both are fine and you're just not going to, you know. Yeah, this one's kind of a draw for me personally. It's a hard decision to make. It really depends on like the exact percentages you plan to do, you know, of what. Uh, do you want to go to some of your email ones? Yeah. Can I? Do yeah, you have one queued up? You have them? I, I can't read them. Oh, okay. Uh, do you, I was going to do the uh, sensitive port ones. Did you want me to do another one first? No, no, go for it. I don't. Okay. Even, there's so many of them that are. All right. So uh, this person is running an older PC. It's an HP Pavilion 550 Core i3, 4th gen, uh, 8 gigs of RAM, 2 terabyte hard drive, winning Windows 8. So he basically say this person wrote in to say that this PC has been doing great for their purpose. Uh, they, you know, check email and read tech news, watch streaming videos, uh, you know, open Microsoft Word. All that works fine. Um, 
But then there was an electrical storm where they're at in Minnesota, woke to no internet service via Ethernet. However, Wi-Fi worked flawlessly, swapped out cables and changed my ports, uh, changed ports to my router. Uh, no change. Uh, tech came to his house, said that the Ethernet port was fried on the PC, um, happened to have a new adapter, Ethernet to USB, and tried working it. It worked ever since. However, because it's a USB dongle, they noticed that whenever they move their desktop, the adapter drops service. The cord's not stretched at all, and they want to know why is this PC so sensitive. In fact, uh, even let's see, even a USB port on the front doesn't work. Uh, I literally have to coddle this PC because any movements drop my web access is what they finish with, and they want to know why like the ports are so sensitive. I think is the heart of the question. Sorry, I sort of missed the first part of it looking for this other question, but <laughs> so uh, basically, the long, the long, uh, long story short, they have a, a PC, they have an Ethernet dongle plugged into a USB port. Whenever the PC gets jostled even slightly or bumped into, internet service drops, and they want to know why the USB port is so sensitive to movement. Hmm. Well, I would think. Gosh, I would obviously, I'm going to hope you tried a different USB port because it could just be you have a bad USB port. You could have a bad USB dongle potentially too, right? They were saying the port on the front of the PC also has a similar problem. Well, I would not use a front port because those are always notoriously. It didn't work, period. Yeah, those are notoriously underpowered. You may not have enough power to drive certain hardware. You've probably seen that with other things. Um, I would definitely try another different, a different port on the back. Uh, The fact that you're Jostling it means something is. <laughs> the, I bet it's the dongle. Yeah, it sort of says that maybe it's the dongle. Could be the USB port. Could also be some kind of grounding short issue on the machine. You know that you're bumping it. There's. I have noticed a personal anecdote that if you use a USB port too often, sometimes you can just I think cause damage from like constantly inserting and removing. Yeah, there um, are insertion cycle yeah. limits. I think so, but um. Yeah, definitely try a different port. But you know, honestly, this thing suck. <laughs> get a get a get a ten dollar Ethernet card. They're literally ten dollars for Ethernet PCIe. Drop it in there. Get way faster, more reliable connections. If, I would agree. If that, I, I would just that that whole USB dongle stuff is like yeah. if you're in a laptop, you ain't got a choice. But no, yeah, not, definitely not in a desktop. All right. Do you want to? You got one. Uh, this is from Richard. He says... Uh, these are emails. These are emails sent to, to us. Uh, so specifically, they want us to read it. I'm not sure why you insist on videos. If you write an article, I can read it in a minute or two. With a video, I'm doomed to listen to someone very slowly explain things only a newbie would need to know. After watching the video, I realized there was only 30 seconds of actual usable information. The rest is posturing for the camera. Is it laziness that prompts you to create a video? Admittedly, an easy way to impart information? Question mark. Stop with the friggin' videos. <laughs> Hold on. First off, how did he get this email address? It's from the full nerd at PCWorld.com, right? Yeah, yeah. So that means he's watching this or listening to it. He might be listening to the audio. Uh, but also, do, do they link no, no, to an actual specific video? No, they just want us to stop with video. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they just don't like me. They don't want me to have a job. No, they're just, I understand because sometimes, because honestly, look, let's face it, 
We've seen videos on the internet, and he's just like, you just, and I, I know, because I go to like, I go to an Ian, Ian Cutras, uh CP review, because I want to see what Ian wrote. I'm not reading the 8,000 words Ian wrote. I go to conclusion like everybody else. <laughs> the problem with the video is there's no conclusion at the end that gives you your 30 seconds of, I don't want to read. I don't want to do all the homework. You want the cliff notes. I understand. I'm the same way. So I think it's a fair, fair argument, although said in a obviously intentional, hurtful way to us. <laughs> But I do understand that you want a conclusion and you don't want to do your homework. Actually, yeah. Well, first off, uh, uh, Dennis makes a joke that uh, it's all about the ad money. And, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing it for the ad money. That's, But we don't Richard, have any ads that are... run on these videos. So, uh, no, I think the other thing is, yes, uh, there have been times where we've made videos that uh, maybe have gone on longer than they needed to or did not have a, a clear and concise uh, information portrayed in it. I, I know one of them specifically, and I'll call this out because it's a video I did with my fellow video producer, Dan, who's uh, uh, who's not with the company anymore. But uh, we did a video talking about the best uh, laptop for video editing. And we were just kind of shooting the shit about our like experiences with these laptops hey! that we had used so far. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we were kind of going over what we liked, what we didn't like, you know, and I think a lot of people were, were hoping by the end of it that we would say, okay, this is the best laptop for video editing. But really at the end we were like, nah, we need to test some more stuff. Uh, so we, we didn't have a definitive answer. So I get it. You know, I, and, and I, I, I read all the comments, you know, so I, I definitely hear when people think like, ah, this video could have done better, but it's definitely my job to, to try to present that in the best fashion. But also we're all humans, you know, sometimes things ramble. Sometimes we don't necessarily put information out there in the best possible way, or maybe we're limited on time or budget or who knows. So it's definitely something we strive towards, but also I think the kind of content that we produce is not trying to just get to the facts you know if if you just want the facts and you don't want somebody to read them then yes you read an article there's there's definitely a time and place for that but if you want to see you know some personality some a little bit of entertainment that's you know kind of why we why we do this stuff you know to interject a, a little bit more than just what the written article can provide and you have no chance of getting a disney or bad netflix series made if you don't have video so that's why we're doing this no one wants to watch the 30 second you could take like uh 90 of netflix tv shows and just sum them up in 30 seconds right it's the same thing but well you know. i mean a lot of their latest ones are just hallmark uh or lifetime yeah, so TV stretch movies. Make a whole season out of it. <laughs> d With slightly uh, different premises. Dennis says uh, this guy should watch Gamers Nexus for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I, I love, uh, I love oh, Steve. We love Steve. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but sometimes you just want to like I I don't have time to watch. I'll just it, just give, give me where's the answer, right? Just give me the. I, I understand. I, I understand. I get it. He's just really Richard, asking for timestamps. That's Richard, all he's asking. He, no, for. no, Richard. This show is not to learn information or for <laughs> anything useful. This is just you know, this is a placeholder in the internet. We're just holding. We're taking up space in the internet. It's it's the human adventure continuing. Yeah, I, and 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 guess what? Luckily, we are in a position that we actually have both PCWorld.com. You can see the the awesome written stuff that uh, all of us do. And but if you want to go to YouTube and and watch our videos, you got that too. So we we try to try to make it all inclusive. We don't just regurgitate one into the other, and one has a place, one doesn't. So uh, we got another email. Yeah. Jordan, hand do you want to do it? Or do you yeah, do it? I want to do this one real quick. So this one's from Jared. Um, 
and he wants to know what are your thoughts on picking up a new monitor? Is it worth to wait? Is it worth it to wait for any new technologies coming out soon? I'm currently currently looking at the Acer or Asus 34 inch uh, 3440 by 1440 G-Sync monitors for around 750 to 800 dollars. Also looking at 27 inch. 2560 by 1440 G-Sync monitors from Acer and Asus for $600 to get an IPS screen over TN. The main issue is that all of these monitors came out years ago. Is there anything new around the corner, or should I just pull the trigger? I plan to upgrade the build in the near future as well to take advantage of whatever monitor I pick up. What's that new 48-inch wide aspect going for? Dell had it at uh, CES and HP recently. Mm, Brad keeps more up with monitors than I do. Mm, But it wasn't cheap. Yeah, it was not cheap. It was not cheap. Yeah, I think it's again, depends on what you do, right? Color critical work, then... So I feel like if they're talking about G-Sync monitors, uh, he's obviously into gaming. I feel like my personal take on this, correct me if I'm wrong, is that monitor technology does not move quickly. Like, it's pretty... pretty stable pretty constant i don't feel it like has we, been but not anymore though i don't feel like we're seeing gigantic leaps in this budget range right like seven hundred dollar seven to eight hundred dollars yeah. right so we're not so all the things we're seeing right now coming out that's interesting and new it's going to take a while for that to trickle down so i think if you're willing to wait for a couple of years maybe even longer because a lot of these are taking time to hit market right like we've had announcements and then we just don't see the product show up for a while yeah so it's going to be a while before they trickle down to these price points so it's kind of like how long do you want to wait it's the perennial question with technology in general right like how long do you want to wait for the next new thing to come down to a price that you know you can afford or do you go with what's available now yeah i you know i would that that asus panel i think he's talking about uh i have a friend who bought one I've 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 had it in here before. It's quite nice. It's got some color bleed. It's that 1440p, oh, yeah. 144 Asus Pro Pro panel. I think is with eight, but it's a G Sync. It's a slightly older. I think it's a little cheaper now too, right? Five ish. I thought not. It's not really right. But do you feel like the technology is going to be outdated? Like, is it worth waiting? That's really the part of the question. Yeah, I, and I do agree with you that monitors have tended to move very slowly, but I think we're about to undergo big changes because of, you know, many, LED, many, many LEDs are now in sort of pro panels. That stuff's going to now bleed. It gets, it always bleeds down. I still, that's going to take time. It will take time. It takes yeah. time. So I, I would say. I don't think you can, yeah, I think you can buy a panel, you'd be happy. Yeah. And then again, in five years. If you find a panel that you're happy with, then you're going to continue to be happy, even when stuff kind of changes and refreshes. I, like we always say, it's not until you figure out that that you're not happy with that panel anymore. Oh, okay, what do you have out there that, yep. that to look into? So yeah, so then it really comes down to aspect ratio. Those wide curves are really nice. They're really nice. Yeah. yeah. But I got a you know a 1440 is pretty nice too. You know, 27 inch 1440s is a good good aspect ratio, good size. I don't know what I would like. I've never actually used a wide aspect ratio for a long time. You have a one on your desk, right? I but, do, but it's not curved. I don't like it because of that. Yeah, I feel because it it's because it's, it's 34 inches, so it's like because it's not curved, like the very outer edges just are really weird for your peripheral vision. Yeah, something about having it curved at the ends make it makes it a lot more comfortable on the eyes. Yeah, so curved is definitely a way to go, and then that R ratio. But yeah, I I, I think for a wow factor, you go for that curve because you're making a big investment. If you get a 34-inch curve panel, you spend six, seven hundred bucks, you'll be happy with it till 
you know, for a long time, I think. And then I, just don't just don't sweat it. Just don't look at what all the new stuff is. But there's <laughs> there is new stuff eyes. coming, right? There there <laughs> there's mini LEDs coming. There's you know OLEDs are continuing to move along. So yeah, but I think you'd be fine with it. Um, but you know, it's not IPS, I don't think. But it's not bad. The off-axis is not bad. I've seen some really bad ones in the Jill, woods. Yeah, we have. I have seen some really bad ones, but those are pretty reasonable. If you are if you do more color-critical work, photo, you know, video, then yeah, always go for a sharp IPS if you can. Uh, we should probably only do a couple more because it's going long. Uh, jo- Jordan Handy. I'm just going by the order of the, because it's older from a month ago. As the subject states, uh, which is uh, Ryzen 3400 series chipsets. Oh, this one's, this one's easy. As the subject states, <laughs> uh, is Ryzen 3000 series CPU and the com- are they compatible with 400 series AM4 boards? AMD states that they are, but the respective board may need a UFI update for it to work. Uh, now I've read that a lot of the boards don't have the ROM room for the required BIOS, so a lot of the features get left out. I'm wondering if that's even if it's even worth it. Jordan Handy, any any opinions on that one? Sorry, I'm rereading it. Uh, clearly, a Star Trek fan by your email address. I yeah I I think it's fine. I think yeah well. If you want to pay the dis, if you want to pay for five hundred series because you whatever, but I, I think you'll be for most people. It's fine to do drop into older board. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. You're not going to probably miss those issues. There's features, but you're going to want to compare what they are to make sure you won't miss them. Yeah, I'm just making sure that I understand the question correctly. They're saying this is a reference to the fact that you know BIOS update that allows you to use a third gen Ryzen chip. Doesn't mean that you're getting the full features. Well, no, that I, the yeah. chip can take advantage of, right? No, what I think he's speaking to is that issue where they don't have the room in the in the some of the some of the boards don't have the ROMs, so they space in the ROMs so they can enable some of the features. I think also what did they leave out? There's something they say they walk back. PCIe four was originally right. supposed to be, and then they said no, it's it's not stable okay. enough. So they, I, I think, got it. I, I think it's fine. I think it's a good. Cost savings way to do it for most people. It's not going to kill you, right? Because so. I mean, I think a lot of the appeal for some of those features, it's also new anyway. That the cost is kind of prohibitive in some ways. If you're looking to save cash, if you're not looking to save cash, then you would probably just go with X five seventy anyway, right? Right. Right. So that was short. No, Should we do short. one more? We got room for one. Do more? you want to do yeah. something for <coughs> yeah, back towards uh, I've got one, Discord uh, and YouTube? Yeah, I've got one from. Uh, from Twitch, actually, uh, Sachel Malone. Um, how are you feeling about the new AMD cards, 5700 and 5700 X- XT? Should we wait a little while longer for driver improvement or take the dive now and just go RTX or Super Cards? I know that's more this for a, Brad. This is a Brad question. Uh, I'm going to channel him here. I feel like what he would say is that they're constantly pushing out driver updates and always improving the cards. So, you know, what you're getting now is not what the experience you're going to have down the road. Um, outside of that, I think it's just preference, you know, for like how, how long, how, how tolerant you are for that process. Yeah. I mean, you know, you sort of go for, you know, if you're really going for a cost for a buck, then 5,700 has a lot of, a lot of advantages. Brad would, I think he's picked a 5,700 XT and 5,700 in, in certain categories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, a lot of people, if you're worried about drivers, 
And there's nothing, there's probably nothing anybody can ever say to you that it would make you not feel better about it. So maybe you do NVIDIA because you're used to NVIDIA. You used to the way everything goes with NVIDIA. That's cool. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think the driver, drivers are as bad as people, you know, claim they are sometimes. Otherwise, they wouldn't be buying them. And they are selling, so. Yep. It's actually hard to get your hands on one, from my understanding. Is it really now? I thought it was. Huh. But things are changing quickly because there's more um, uh, after, sorry. The aftermarket boards, yeah. Yeah. And those have kind of bumped up the cost a little bit. But they are be some beefy monster cards. So I mean, I think Brad really liked that. Was it the Sapphire? Yeah, that just came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. and that's a monster. Right? That's a monster card. So yeah. I think, you know, for price performance, you can't beat it, right? So the only thing is, then you're now on Team Red instead of Team Green. If you got a G-Sync <laughs> panel, if you if you bought into the Nvidia ecosystem with all that other stuff, then yeah, obviously you you go with what you right. have. Uh, I have a hard stop, like, now-ish, so... Well, I think that was the last question yeah. anyway. Uh, one more question. Dennis is trying to get this in. Have you guys heard of uh, PC cases made from transparent aluminum? But, yes. Yes. Yeah. What you haven't like? heard of those? No, Oh, my God, like? they're beautiful. Because uh, you can actually build it, because transparent aluminum, it's very thin. So it's it's... Because it's aluminum, it's stronger than glass. And it doesn't... It's not as fragile. The problem is, um, is it still under development? And the developer, the person who I believe discovered it was in San Francisco. And I don't think he's gone to, he hasn't productized it yet. And there's some discussion as to whether he invented it or not. I know he has a proof. He has the formulas for transparent aluminum. But there's somebody who's saying he didn't invent it and he thinks he stole it. Huh. Uh, and that is why star trek the motion picture sucked i'm so confused yes i know some will realize it later check back next week for your fix of pc talk i'm so ready to just go to lunch now for audio listeners subscribe to us on itunes google player stitcher please also leave us a review on itunes every time you do Somebody invents a fictional Star Trek material <laughs> and pretends it's real in a podcast, saying, uh, send questions and comments to the full nerd at pizzaworld.com. <sighs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Elena Yee, who has no idea what transparent aluminum is, or I, Adam Patrick Murray. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, I'm just going to hang my head in shame, nerd shame here now. Thanks, Gordon. Now you've made me feel a bit embarrassed about being poor and that I'm dumb. <laughs> you. You have to admit, Star Trek, the motion... No, 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 we're not going to do it again. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will transport us all. We should watch Star Trek 4. We'll do it.